And today I brought someone to interview for today's podcast. He plays and watches many horror games. His name is James. Say hello. Hello. Alright, so, on the, the idea of horror games, what do you think is the most popular one right now? Resident Evil Village. Alright, and what is that game about? It's where these this family gets kidnapped and taken to a mysterious village that is engulfed in werewolves and vampires, and you have to fight your way through each of them to get your child back that they took. Alright. Is there any other popular horror games at the moment? Not really. That's the one that's took the market. Alright, how about in earlier years, what were some of the more popular games you've seen on, that people have played? There's a there's a lot of horror games. I mean, there's the whole Resident Evil franchise that's been going through, talking about zombies. And then, like the recent one, the village one with the werewolves and the vampires. Alright. So, those are, like, AAA games, correct? Made by big corporations? Yes. What are some smaller horror games that became really famous? There's a lot of indie horror games. Like, the indie indie horror game Slenderman, which started with only three lead developers and two artists, and it only took place... With one person started in the forest with only one main objective, which was to get pages of a notebook to find your way out of the forest. Alright. There is one horror game that I, one horror game series that I know is pretty famous Five Nights at Freddy's. What do you think of that series? Five Nights at Freddy's is a concept strategy horror game where you gotta you stay in one place and the horror moves to you you have to sit and watch the cameras to make sure you can think when you have to close the doors because you have to conserve your power or else when the power runs out you die from the animatronics it's pretty scary and they made a lot of games of the same concept and it's really good And this one was only made by, I think, one developer, correct? One developer and two artist makers with... It was a small company when they released Five Nights at Freddy's, the first one. It got bigger as the franchise progressed. The third Five Nights at Freddy's, it had two developers and five artists help make it. All right. Thank you for your time. Now that the interview is done, let's get on to some of the research that I found myself, starting with Resident Evil. There are many Resident Evil games. In total, there are 17 ranging from games back as old to the GameCube, 
to nowadays on the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. This game spans mostly the same genre of horror with the same characters, but it also goes into different characters as well. With Resident Evil 7 Biohazard, it switches into a different character than what was in previous games, and switches from the third-person shooter into a first-person puzzle horror game. That was the newest game until Resident Evil Village came out just recently. As our interviewee said, it is one of the most popular horror games at the moment. It also dives deep into having the Resident Evil 7 characters as well as previous Resident Evil characters in it. Five Nights at Freddy's is another game we talked with our interviewee about. This includes less games than Resident Evil, only having six, as it is made by an, originally an indie developer, having much less people working on it. These six games are the six main games that focus on the horror genre. If I am correct, there are at least one more Five Nights at Freddy's game that is not focused on the horror genre that is not included within this list. In these series of games, your character changes between every game, and the main game mechanics change between each one, with the first game having very simple basic mechanics, the second one establishing more mechanics with it while keeping the same per basic game mechanics. The third one evolving into having completely different game mechanics than the previous ones, and following with each one the game mechanics keep changing differently from each other while still keeping the exact same type of horror within every single game of this series. Now, let's go into more detail about the horror in these games. Resident Evil focuses on combat horror with horrific looking monsters that attack you, surprise you, and jump out at you. These monsters are made to look horrific and get in your way as you progress towards the goal of the game. Each game has slightly different goals and each one has slightly different combat mechanics. Some of them, like Resident Evil 7 Biohazard, focuses less on the combat mechanics, but others, like Resident Evil 0 and Resident Evil 1, even Resident Evil 3 focus on the gun mechanics of killing the monsters instead of running away and planning how to defeat them. These games for their horror focus on the horrifying monsters, but unlike them, Five Nights at Freddy's focuses on the suspense type of horror instead of the outright coming at you horror. This suspense type of horror is you always know that the dangerous animatronic creatures possessed by the souls of dead children are always after you. And you just have to 
survive the nights as you progress throughout the games. Each one has different types of animatronics. Depending on the game, they get more worn down and horrific looking. And also, one of them is not the souls of children in the animatronics, but instead the soul of their killer. This one is even more frightening as its horrific monster that is chasing after you, slowly creeping through all the winding turns, is much more run down than the others that you see, and usually much more horrifying. This contrast is best seen in Five Nights at Freddy's 2, where some of the animatronics are pristine, yet still creepy looking with their plastic facade of innocence as they hurt you towards your goal of trying to survive, while some of them are completely run down with animatronic guts spilling out of them as they lunge as they creep into the room to try to, try to kill you. This one, like I said, focuses on the suspense type of horror, making you feel afraid up until the time when you fail and get jump scared. Now, dear listeners, you may have thought that I forgot about one game we talked about with our interviewee, but I did not. It was the Slenderman game. The first one was a very small game, but still very full of horror, with a game similar to Five Nights at Freddy's with the suspenseful horror, making you wait as you try to collect your tokens to complete the game as the creature who comes after you slowly makes more and more progress towards you, becoming more and more dangerous. Even though you don't see him for most of the game, he is still there, which makes it frightening. There have been many adaptations of people making their own version of this game. But is it still considered one of the creepiest games out there, as it dived into a new type of horror within something called creepypastas. It also led to very, very many people taking it too seriously. And that led to some very bad things. But overall, Slenderman, The Eight Pages, is a game full of horror at its most basic level of there is an unknown entity coming at you, and if you are not careful enough, you are killed by this entity, or maybe taken prisoner. Now, this monster, shaped as a man with tentacles, does not take you prisoner. He kills you. In this game, about just collecting eight pages, in a forest. That will end today's session on our podcast. Today's session was about the horror genre of video games. Quite a different take than what we normally do today on this podcast, but 
I thought it was a, quite a bit of a breather going from all of our normal action about video games like Call of Duty and mainline video games into something much different with horror. I hope you felt that you learned something from today's podcast or it interested you as you listened on your way to work. However you found this um, episode of the podcast to you, I just hope you find it creepy.